and welcome to the Broken Trophy Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Stefan. And today we've got a special guest with us. I'm Mike Jarvie. And today we're going to be talking about what makes a proper fan. So uh, we've, had a lo- we've had a few polls on Twitter running this week. We've had lots of comments coming back, so thank you all for those. We'll be going through those later. Um, and we'll be discussing with Mike what makes a real fan. You know, what's, where, do you, where's it, where you live, is it who you support? So we'll be digging into that later. But first, Stefan, we're, we're hot just back from um, Windsor under under nines girls uh, draw with Win- with Whiteley today. It was just that hard to get out of your mouth. It was a little bit, yeah. yeah. So the two, <laughs> lots two, of Ws. Two, was, you know. two, two all draw against Whiteley would be one way to go with it. Yeah, um, basically. So, yeah, well good, summed up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good game. Good game. Um, it was all right. It was. Uh, yeah, same again as the last few weeks. Good first half, second half less so. Yeah. Uh, Tom's daughter scored a worldie without really knowing it. Yeah. Proper Pele goal. She sort of ran round the goalie and then tapped it in, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Amazing. so it, just like the Pele goal, which obviously when we told her she had no idea. Yeah, good. So, right. exactly. But it happens. I'll have to get it out on YouTube later and show her the original. Yeah, should you do. Know, absolutely. Well, I so. think I, I want to point out that uh, Mike here is kind of up the standard for guests coming on the show. Whilst he might, whilst he might have a face for radio, he's uh, he's come with a uh, six deep field mince pies. Other, other brands are available, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. What? Kipling is uh, you know, it's won the Good Housekeeping Institute taste approved. Wow, I mean that's high praise indeed, yeah, he's, isn't no, it? He's gone, he's, you know, he's gone. I think big guns. That's definitely set the set the standard definitely. for future guests on the on the podcast. So for the rest of you who are coming on in the next few weeks, just to point out, yeah. Christmas cake would be nice. I like a bit of Christmas cake. I like, so. I like hard cold cash, to be honest. Well, that too. But, you know, we'll build up to that. It's exactly. still early we'll days. It's still, it's still early days, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, so. Right, so what else have we got on the list? Well, we're going to talk about the managerial um, merry-go-round, <laughs> which, which is in uh, hot pursuit again. So, Marco Silva at Everton is gone. They're surprised. Yep. So, Everton lost 5-2 in midweek yeah, to Liverpool. And they just, they've just they been looking pants for ages, haven't yeah. they? Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. And Nigel Pearson's coming at Watford. Yeah, I thought he retired. Well, I think... I mean, it's always a strange one with Pearson, isn't he? Because he managed Leicester just before they sort of won the yeah, league. Yeah. And obviously, um, Ranieri came in and won the league and stuff. Does, does Pearson deserve any credit for Leicester winning the league? I've no idea. Really. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is suddenly on the airwaves and on TV, you're seeing Pardew a lot more, Mark Hughes, oh, no. Allardyce. They're all at home, porting their boots. They're Honestly, we talked about it a couple of weeks, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, this is the time of year those guys are just like, they're so, queuing up. Yeah, they're sat there waiting. Going, yeah. yeah, come on, give yeah. us a shout. They've had a nice six months off. It's just, it's a great job. I mean, admittedly, actually, when they get the job, it's going to be hideous. Yes. Pure pressure. Fans will hate them. Fans will hate them. The press will be after them all, yeah. always. But that's a good bit of money for a few months, then a then a sack in, and yeah, happy days. Like, bring it on. I know, absolutely. And, then, uh, and unfortunately, we have to have our forced part of the podcast where we have to talk, about, talk cricket. about cricket. No, come on, come on. We we we've got a Kiwi <laughs> in our midst as well. Yeah, that's true. Actually, so what yeah, did you make did, of the series, Mike? Uh, pretty boring, really. It was a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. What's up with the wickets in New Zealand? It's early in the year, yeah. so. so no, I'd actually surprising that the batting was they were able to bat for as long as they were because uh-huh. normally green pitches in New Zealand early in November, so that's kind of you know May June here. So yeah, a lot yeah. of green on the pitch. Okay, but, there yeah. wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot for the bowlers, was there? No. And and the odd chance that did come the bowlers' way, the fielding wasn't always that great either, was it? Oh, I can't believe Stefan. Uh, Put the blight on on village village cricketers. <laughs> Comparing Joe Denley's drop to village cricket, that's absolutely outrageous. Slow on village cricket, wasn't it? Imagine the grief he got in the change. Oh, it, I mean, the commentators didn't. I mean, given the cricket wasn't you know 100 percent excitement, I think the commentators spent a good hour or so on 
that that drop. And uh, and I think Ian Smith said ninety five percent of the people in the ground of all ages yeah. uh, would have would have taken that catch. I mean, it was literally straight in the hands, wasn't it? It was, it in, was and, in and out in and out yeah. and uh, I think Joffre is probably still um, just yeah it's celebration after he ran off celebrating before even seeing the guy dropped it so that's pretty incredible stuff but is, is, is that cricket done now that's cricket done yeah we can move on we can move on okay. until we get to the South Africa series before you move on that, um, <laughs> cricket um, someone, has someone written a book has someone written a book about <laughs> cricket oh, come on <laughs> You know we don't like to talk about that here. We've given it enough coverage. It is still available on Amazon at 12 bookshops. Indeed. Um, yeah, absolutely. Onward and upwards. The, the, the other thing I wanted to mention was it's been. I find it really interesting watching how people have got behind Anthony Joshua this week. Yes. Because as a nation, we, we seem to be. Weirdly, boxing has kind of in our blood. Yeah. And it's been quite quiet, and suddenly you can you can kind of feel everyone starting to talk about the fight more and more. This yeah, I, I totally agree it's with not, that. It's not on mainstream TV. No. But you know, we, we, we've been saying the WhatsApp we've been getting around going to watch the fight, and I've start yeah. the week. I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'll be bothered. Mm. Whereas now, I'm like, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And it's, seeing him come out for the weigh-in, I mean, oh, he's a specimen. He is a specimen. Yeah, Jeez. he's a specimen. He's still going to end up on his ass though. He's got what? He's going to end up on his ass again. Though. Do you reckon? Do you yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's your prediction. Yep. I just, it's, it could go so many different ways. And you're right about boxing. It's a really good point. We we'll have to, we'll have to cover it in a future pod at some stage. But um, you know. Boxing captures the imagination somehow. When you got a, when you got a big English like yeah, 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 a big English box coming up, whatever <laughs> way. Gets a big fat Mexican. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You I mean, it, it shouldn't work. It shouldn't. It shouldn't work, should it? But I mean, the the first fight was incredible. I've been watching the reruns of that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a brilliant documentary uh, called One Night, which Sylvester Stallone's produced. And Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Sounds like a porn film. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. So it's just alone narrating a porn stars film. Stars <laughs> in. Yeah. But no, genuinely, it's all about the first the first fight, interviewing all these ex-boxers and all that. And Tyson is bonkers, absolutely bonkers in it. But he speaks so much sense about the mentality that both of the guys were going through. Brilliant. You should check it out if you get a chance. And what, else, what else has happened in the world of sport this week? Anything else? Well, of I mean, note? Man United beat Spurs, obviously, which uh, for me, being a Man United fan for, what is it, 28 years or whatever it is now? I am liking the fact that Big Dunk is in charge for, uh, <laughs> for Everton. What a legend. Can't have enough of Big Dunk. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Gerrard slipped up, didn't he? Did he? Two all draw, I think it was. So they're now second in the league. Oh, right, okay. Reddit, um, Rangers going not so well then up well, in Scotland. Second, but you know, it's big, Scot- big game. It's Scotland. Big game tomorrow for both of them. The that? League Cup final in Scotland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mike can be our resident life football expert. <laughs> I think he actually knows a bit. <laughs> but that brings us neatly onto what we right. what we want to the, the nuts and bolts of what we want to discuss today. So I think I think before we start this thing, I, yeah. think, I think Mike should give an introduction about how he ended up following Liverpool because Mike's a Kiwi. He's come over here a few years back. He's he does loads of swimming and triathlon and that kind of stuff. Um, with the misfortune of kind of bringing me into his life. <laughs> so uh, we got the approval to kind of do some races next year, which is good news for me and him. Okay, for washed up events, little plug. For four, <laughs> for four swimming races in the handball next year, you know. All good races starting the handball. But um, that aside, he's not turned his phone off either. So. That was me, sorry. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so, Mike, talk, talk. So, so he sat here wearing a, Liv- wearing a Liverpool shirt from 1965, Wembley. 
Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> actually, honestly, if, you, if, if, if we had like a video setting, it's quite hilarious. Because we're talking about football, so Mike's come wearing his Liverpool shirt to prove his credentials. And then next to me, I've got Tom who's wearing his Man U jumper to prove that he's a, he's a Man U fan. Well, given the topic, it's kind of been quite relevant. So Instead of you rocking up in your normal England rugby, rugby jumper. Yeah, because yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. you two. Right, so Mike, Liverpool, why? So seven years old, back in New Zealand. Well, it actually starts a little bit before that. So I was born with a hole in my heart. Um, and, my, and so I'm a strange New Zealander. Don't, oh, didn't, right. didn't, to be fair, Mike, supposed to be like a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to start talking about your life story. Christ, I'll get more no, parties on. No one saw that coming. You've got a hole in your heart and then you die. Carry on. Yeah, so my mother wouldn't let me play, uh, play rugby. was basically the point of that, that story there, Stephen. Right, right okay. Uh, so so I, was, I was trucked off to, to football. Um, started playing soccer when I was uh, seven years old. Went to a training camp. The end of the training camp over at Easter holidays... Uh, we were put into little teams and, and did a series of events and stuff and uh, our team won it and the name that we had for our team was, was Liverpool so I went home watched big you know, match of the day or whatever it was in New Zealand at the time and uh, started watching Liverpool and they were you know reasonably good and quite enjoyable so to watch what, what year was that we were talking the end of the 70s so 70, 79 so 79, 80 pretty much yep yeah, and you got Kenny Dalglish probably the year before that would have been um, oh the other Kenny. Um, no. Um, anyway, so yeah, so had some good players, and uh, and yes, yeah, so I started following them from there, and and you know I've sort of you know, 20, 30 years, yeah, forty years later, still still following Liverpool highs and lows. So of, I was going to say you've sort of been with them through the whole journey of that last sort of forty year period or whatever. Yeah, journey is football. <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Come on, let's yeah, but it's the romance of it, Stefan. But it is a bit of a journey when you, yeah, Thank when you, you look at when you look at Liverpool, you know, top of the tree, you know, and then disaster and and one or two disasters with Liverpool, yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know trying to rebuild, um, which is quite funny, you know, when you watch Arsenal and Man United at the moment trying to rebuild after having real periods of success. I think the re- rebuilding's underway for Man United. That's another story. So it's still knocking it down, I think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so you know, always always been a fan. Um, came over here twenty years ago, and um, obviously a little bit closer. Had the chance to go and watch them three or four times. Uh, at Saints or somewhere else. Uh, a couple of times at Saints. I've been up to Anfield once, and I've also went to the uh, Europa Cup or whatever it was called at the time, the four three in Dortmund when we oh, beat yeah, awesome. Alaves and Golden yeah, Goal. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So Gary McAllister era and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevie G and yeah, yeah, um, team. yeah. So yeah, so kind of highs and lows, and and kind of, but it's always fascinating me in terms of <clears throat> so issues like the 39th game I come at it completely differently mm. you know a, a complete outrage how could you take how could you take a game away from from the UK take it somewhere else in the in the world but then you think Melbourne cricket ground you know Liverpool get 90,000 in the Melbourne cricket ground mm. for a friendly against an Aussie team that's you know yeah and it's got nothing to do with it you took a Merseyside derby to Melbourne you'd get you know you could probably sell it out three or four times from proper what I would describe as proper fans of of both teams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a good. I mean, we'll come come on to that. That's a really good point, actually, around the, the sort of thirty ninth game or whatever. But in t- obviously, you raised this as a point on the on the Twitter. We were looking for themes yep. for the podcast and stuff. So, what has been your experience of? People treat, treating you say uh, as not a proper. No, I wouldn't. Fan I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think I would ever say I've not been treated as a proper fan. I, I think um, all the people that I, you know, that I know and see and stuff, 
uh, would say that you are you are a fan. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 group of people that I that I don't know because I don't really see them talk to them at all is is the locals around Liverpool yeah. and how they would feel about people coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got the whole twenty twenty is enough or for for tickets for you know so that local people can go and watch, still afford to go and watch it. Yeah, and that's quite a conundrum because you can get people like me that pro- probably pay a little bit more or quite a lot more and they could sell the stadium out four or five times over mm. but it's not local people so so does that mean that i aren't that i'm not actually a, a real fan yeah. in, the, in their eyes yeah um and yeah so that's kind of that's kind of where i was coming from so so we asked a question on twitter we had quite a few different reactions so we'll go through them and we'll get your reactions to go along so uh Stuart adamson so rusty to his uh, his boyfriend is uh is ginger ale. Is a uh, Saints FC is, is a development squad of Liverpool anyway, so we should follow them. Fair point. No, no. See, I think Saints Saints fans have a blinkered view, right? Because if you went to Celtic, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So our local audience yep. in Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they all forget that they, they went to, and they've done exactly the same thing to Celtic as what they complain Liverpool did to them. Yep. Yeah, very true. Okay. Should, should we move on so that we don't lose a half our audience? <laughs> Fine. No, I think carry on. Okay, good. Uh, so, Cy Matthews, our, uh, our resident Scrum Half listener, um, aren't real fans just the ones that complain about their rivals all the time rather than enjoying the actual sport? So, just on this point... I've yeah. noticed quite a lot, which, which I think would make Mike a real fan, is he abuses and hates Man U and other and other teams mm. quite passionately. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, there's certain games. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there laughing. He's got a, he's got a voodoo doll. Every day. I, know, you do that, don't you? I mean, as a United fan myself, you whenever Liverpool come up, you always you just want to beat them no matter what and that, that's been as long as I've been watching football that has always been the rivalry personally because but, but I think, at but the time Man City weren't quite on that same you level you say that so I'm, I would say I'm a Liverpool fan but I don't particularly hate Man U or anybody else mm. and I kind of look for the result and I'll yeah. happily watch a game with Mike or whatever yeah. but I wouldn't say I'm I'm that passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but am I a fan or not? Don't know. But yeah. I wouldn't, I'm not going to go to town and I'll enjoy Man U losing obviously because yeah. they're so arrogant and I'll enjoy other teams screwing up sometimes, but it's not because they're not Liverpool. Yeah. But anyway, right, next one. So, um, Welsh Wayne, and this is, this is the most annoying comment ever, and we'll cover this off in a different pod because I'll get quite angry. <laughs> His view was anyone but England. Right. So this is Welsh Wayne who has moved to the Southampton region, bringing his kids up here, going through the education system here, going through the healthcare system here, living here, taking the money. But, I, I completely but agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as a, as a Kiwi, you know, I can support the only the only England team I can support at a national team is the football team. The, the really? yeah, yeah. Why would you support the Kiwi national team? I would, but the, the two World Cups in in my lifetime, it's you know, not not a great thing to support. Really, <laughs> it's not a great. There's not much going on. It's not much there, is there? Yeah, but you don't pick a team. Oh, okay. You don't pick, you don't pick a team based on whether they're winning or not. If New Zealand were playing England, I would support New Zealand. So, so, first of all, New Zealand would be my team, but the only England team that I would support would be the football team. So, cricket and rugby. So, that's basically so you've got someone to support at the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, 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 pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But what Wayne's saying is, is if Wales didn't make the World Cup, for example, yep. which, you know, fine, he, he still would want every other team to beat England. Mm. Yeah, and rugby and cricket, I'd, I'd be in the same camp. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, 
honestly just don't get the mentality. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it at all. I never will. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, um, so Dan Powell, our resident uh, swimming chef. He uh, swimming chef. Yes, he's Not an amazing. He's an amazing outdoor swimmer and right. a fantastic chef. Oh, he's the one that's going to do a barbecue. He's the one that's going to do yeah. our um, our podcast social. Excellent. He doesn't quite know it yet. But, um, <laughs> he will now. His, his view is, I think you can be a fan of the sport and not necessarily follow a team. That's probably where I am, I guess. Yes, you can have a second team. Kiwis can live anywhere they like and support whoever they like. Geography has no bearing on who you should support. Mm. But interesting, he then said, the kids are more fans of players than a team. So they'll follow players around and they'll follow the player rather than the team. Yeah. I think it's kind of learned behaviour, isn't it? Because if you grow up in a household that's you know, staunch Man United supporters throughout the family, then your kids are probably likely to follow suit, aren't they? Yeah, it's interesting, because my, my old man's born and bred Leicester. Mm. He's like a Leicester fan who quite enjoyed it a few years ago. Yeah, of course. But never once passed it on to us. However, being half French, he made sure we supported England. Yeah. Oh, That's right. like a non-negotiable. Right, fair play. Because, I mean, I, my dad's a Spurs fan. Oh, really? But he was not into, he's not, he, I remember growing up as a kid, he was always out of work, work you know, he was working all days, really. Plus, football wasn't really on the telly, so it's not like you'd sit down and and sit, you know, and watch a game. Oh, oh, come on, son, come and watch, come and watch Spurs or whatever. So I just don't think, you know, it was put in my face. Basically, yeah. it was it was known. And my granddad supported Man United. My best friend next door supported Man United, and I sort of followed follow those guys rather than my my dad really. But there is something in that because Juliet's now supporting Liverpool. So Juliet's his daughter. Yes, Juliet, my daughter, supporting Liverpool. But she, she's going to love the fact she's on a podcast now. So <laughs> she won't even know it's happening. She will. Any, any embarrassing stories about Juliet before you move on? How's her current love life? Her boyfriend? Anything? Anything, anything you want to divulge? No? Okay, carry sorry, on. Sorry, Juliet, on behalf of the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, for the record, uh, Mike's face is now the same colour as his shirt. He's now gone for a bright red look. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so she's supporting... Uh, yeah. Watching watching games with me, she's now supporting Liverpool, mm. but also partly because of uh, Oxlade Chamberlain. Oxlade uh, Chamberlain, so would she been an Arsenal fan beforehand? No, no, no. She's a Little Mix fan, so her, his what? How does this work? Okay. <laughs> so Oxlade Chamberlain's other half is a member of Little Mix. Ah, oh, right. okay. so, so 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 Mike's here to give us the cultural references. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good. I might get him on well, after. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So she says she likes Little Mix, and one of them is dating Oxley Chamberlain. So she likes Oxley Chamberlain. Yep, and wow. then playing for Liverpool. So. I, 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 I didn't see the pod going this time. <laughs> right. Anyway, next comment. This is from Jenny. Do you know Jenny? We know Jenny. So she's a, a, friend, a, of a, a, a friend of the show, rugby fan, who learned to listen to the pod by just double clicking on the link. Genius. Yeah, genius. <laughs> so she says, I agree with swimming chef Dan. She would happily watch any rugby apart from. Saracens. Oh, interesting. So it's the same thing again, isn't it? It's like, why does it could be a different topic with different pods? Why do certain teams really annoy? Yeah, true. So, yeah, universally, unless you're a Man U fan, most people, most people dislike them. Yep. Saracens have a similar love hate relationship in rugby. Success, though, isn't it? People, people, success, people, yeah, people don't say. like success. I mean, and you've got to look at the Man United team that I happen to have followed in my lifetime. Happen to. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> the point, the, 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 the happen to, I mean, is it just happens Sorry. that it's been United's biggest successful period of all time and probably one of the, the most successful period of any club of, of all time I mean in terms of the length of it and the amount of trophies they've won I, I am 
you know, going to caveat that with obviously having won, won as many European Cups as Liverpool for the Liverpool fan gets that in there. Just to be clear, Mike was about to jump in. Yeah, <laughs> since that was coming. Six, <laughs> six, six times. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's sort of <laughs> 90, 92 until two, 2013, yeah. you've got, you know, trophies coming out of the and, and that's And that's probably even something for you guys to think about for another podcast as well, is is the whole kind of building that era. So, so mm. Man, yeah, Man United and Arsenal were all based off one, one person. Mm. Whereas if you look at like Liverpool... You know, they managed to sustain some kind of success 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s through having kind of three or four managers. Phases, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Man United and Arsenal this time around haven't done that. Mm. Yeah, that's um, true. yeah, so I guess, I guess on the Man U side, more so than Arsenal, I think. So he chose a replacement in David Moyes. But I guess in the, in the 60s, 70s and 80s, those, those people would have been working under for, yeah. for a period of time and then stepped up to take yeah, exactly. over. I mean, they made a bit of a pig's ear at United, didn't they? Of that whole succession plan, it really just fell apart. Oh, I think I think they didn't give Moyes enough time. I think there was yeah. too many players that were used to what Ferguson were doing, didn't like what um, what um, Moyes did, and then basically kind of put the pressure on getting getting him out. Yeah, yeah. And so the players, the and the dynamics changed now. So it's players yeah. more than than anything. But I mean, you had people like sort of Mike, uh, Mike well, Michael Carrick's coach now, uh, Rennie Merlinstein was at United, yeah. Mike Phelan, you know. They sort of got rid of all of those. I know Carrick stayed. I mean, he became a coach around that time. But the other two guys had left United, feeling as Ferguson left at the same time, rather than having someone like that to stay in with the new manager. So there was some kind of legacy coming through to the new era. I think that that's where United fell down massively. But I know it's not all about Man United, so let's move on. <laughs> so I can only tell you how much I'm enjoying this podcast. <laughs> um, so Chris, so your friend Chris. Yes. So it's individual choice who you support, and it's a team for life. That's fine. I do agree with that. I don't think you can change teams halfway yeah. through. I think yeah, you've got to actually actually team. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, oh, I was a killer supporting Liverpool. Fine, whatever. I, I'm interested in the Saints score because mm-hmm. I found it. So for, I found it really interesting moving to Southampton. Yeah. I was what 1920, mm-hmm. and seeing the impact the team has on the on the town. Yeah, very and true. If the team are doing well. The town actually has a bit of a buzz. You know, the radio the radio is full of it. The papers yeah. are full of it. There's a real kind of lift to it. When you went for the kind of the Rupert Lowe era when it kind of dropped and everything else, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like it sucked a bit, a bit of the life out of the town. Yeah. So okay. when the, when the football club are doing really well, so from my selfish perspective, I want Saints to do well, mm-hmm. and it's quite cool to have, to have a Premiership team yeah. on the doorstep. And we, we we make this point about the Aegeus. Yeah. So we live in West End, and lots of the locals hate the fact the Aegeus Bowl, the cricket ground, is in West End because it. It's bad parking for like the four, park four, four, days, that, four, days, yeah. four days a year or something. <laughs> um, and there's all Facebook groups against it and it's kind of rubbish. Yeah. And, Paul, and, and Tom and I sit here and go, we've got an amazing world-class facility on our doorstep with Incredible. international cricket, concerts, yeah. bringing employment and just bringing cool stuff to go and look at and watch. Why wouldn't you have it? But anyway, yeah. no, same argument totally for the same totally thing. Totally um, anyway, he, he said personally, so Chris, this is Chris again. So personally, he's very happy to support Saints, love Saints. And also answered for him when they signed Kevin Keegan when he was, he yeah. was age seven. And he's pointed out not Kevin Keegan age seven, but him. Age him seven. age seven. Excellent. Yeah. That's good, good to have that clarity. Yeah, well, I mean, Kev- Keegan at the time was massive, wasn't he? Massive, he was. Massive name. Would you mean his hair? Or? Well, that's it. <laughs> massive hair, massive name. And Latisse, obviously, from, raining from the Channel Islands. Not my island, as before you say. Well, you say that. When, I, when, I, when I went to Guernsey, the mural they've got in, in Guernsey is something else. It that, really I is. I sent you a photograph. Yeah. It's it's, like someone's like... He feels like as a kid of about five years old has kind of drawn a picture of Matt Latiss, but you're talking like a three-story picture of Matt Latiss. I yeah. even look in the main square. It's appalling. Yeah. Graham <laughs> Lasso next to it as well and a few What's others. What's Lasso doing there? He's from one of them, isn't he? He's from Jersey. 
Oh, he's on there. I'll find, I'll, find, I'll, find an, I'll find a mural for you. <laughs> we'll post that on our Twitter feed because uh, I think the world needs to see that picture. But yeah, I mean, just Mike, going back to, I was, I was interested in what you were saying before about obviously New Zealand, the rug, you know, the rugby mm. union side, yep. phenomenal side. Yep. And when you're talking about likability factors, I, I personally think, and I don't know, I'm not the biggest rugby fan, but people seem to like that New Zealand rugby team, even if they're not New Zealand through and through yeah. Yep. I mean? yeah yeah that's that's fair because the quality because of the quality of play yeah so as a rugby fan most people like New Zealand because the level they play at it's not so much about the winning they're playing a level of rugby which is different league and they're seen as the benchmark yeah so whilst so it's a bit like Brazil in football exactly yeah, yeah exactly they're, yeah. they're, they're seen yeah. a bit as a benchmark aesthetically and, they're the yeah. best and team even around. if New Zealand had like a, a really poor four year period you still every team still was still going to want to beat them because you're but, going to beat Brazil. Yeah. But that but that's yeah. only that's only post two thousand and seven. So so no, no, no two well, well, thousand and seven. Yeah, the, the kind of the, everything that I ever heard over here was we're chokers because we'd kind of right. done we'd done three World Cups in a row where we should have won them, mm-hmm. didn't win them. Um, but kind of since two thousand and seven, the coaching structures changed. They've had continuity again, right? Um, and yeah, gone from strength to strength, and they've had that consistency through. You know, 12, 12 years. Yeah. I think a lot of it is the romance piece. You know, you talk about playing the French, mm. and it's this like unbelievable rugby. They're probably going to going to screw up at some point, but you know, in a rugby world cup, that normally they're going to beat one of the teams they shouldn't beat out of nowhere. And, that mm. team and it's normally awesome. normally it's normally us. <laughs> so the ni- the ninety nine game, yeah. I, I still cannot watch that. I have to leave. The, I have to leave the room when that comes on. You, know, you, you talk about some of the teams, you kind of think, oh, you know, France are going to do this, New Zealand are going to do this, Africa's going to be all about their scrum. Mm. And actually, most of the time, actually, it's nothing, it's nothing like that. But there's still that romance piece. And I think it's the same thing with Brazil at football. You're playing Brazil, you've got these images of Pele and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Whereas actually now, well, it's nothing like that. Yeah, well, I mean... They've got, they've got Dunga in there doing defensive, you know. Yeah, well, I remember the last, the last World... Well, was it the last World Cup in Brazil? Um, when Brazil choked against Germany, 7-1. I can't remember if that was the last or the one before that. But anyway, it was like... The whole world was sort of stunned and sort of gutted for Brazil because it's Brazil. They're sort of like the, you know, the, the darlings of world football almost. You know, so yeah, there's yeah. definitely something about that, yeah. you know, likability factor with a team. And if you, if if they, if you happen to say Brazil are my second team in football kind of thing, people don't really begrudge you that because they are yeah. so good kind of thing or historically yeah. a bit. So, so there we go. We come to a conclusion. I think, or not. I think is, he, is he a fan or not? I think he passes as a fan. You reckon? I think the longevity is there. You know. Oh, okay, so you're based on longevity. I think so. I think oh, so. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, if people are, you know, I think there is, like I said just now, there's certain teams that they've got that likability factor, and if you if you sort of support them, you're you're always going to get a bit of stick for supporting them, no matter what your story. And everyone's got their own story on how they came by a team. So do you reckon if he came if he came over from New Zealand and went, I follow, I don't know. Dover, Dover Athletic or something mm. that'd be alright no one no one, no one would question it because they're like that's a bit weird well yeah I think that's definitely uh, going back to, to, to me personally that's definitely the, it's the time and the place isn't it yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. being oh, a Man United fan in Jersey it's like well, why, there's no right that you should be see, supporting see, weirdly, Jersey in my, in my class at school everyone was a West Ham fan they didn't. They just come off that kind of period, right? Okay. And like, a lot of people kind of quite liked us. Everyone in my class was West Ham fans. Mm. But anyway, so in conclusion, then, so he gets his he gets his his fan card from Liverpool. Yeah, I think so. But I think thank equ- you very much. I think, <laughs> I think equally, there's always there's always that group of fans that you know um, will always call you plastic. 
blast oh you're a plastic all that what voice was that I don't know it's just the, the voice something like South London <coughs> yeah maybe anyway maybe so. so we're going to so we're going to oh, maybe, given, maybe given, 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 given that he's a Man United fan shouldn't it be a prawn sandwich oh, uh, come on come on love a prawn sandwich <laughs> to go with my mince right. pie okay so we're going to call it a day we're going to go and eat our mince pies uh, thank you ever so much, Mike, for coming on the show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me. Pleasure. Yeah. And um, until next week. Until next week, and we'll try and find the next victim to come on the show. <laughs> okay. Cheers. Bye.